Welcome to the Unbusy Your Life podcast, where each week you will learn the tips, tools, strategies, and mindset of productivity. This isn't time management. This is personal management because the solution to your scheduling, time, and productivity issues is you and how you show up in your time. Hi, I'm Neil Williams, life coach and productivity expert, and I am going to help you become the best you in your 24 hours so you can get all the things done and live the exact life you want. Get ready to unbusy your life. Welcome to episode number 40, everyone. I'm so excited to be here with you today. As I'm recording this podcast, I'm looking out in my backyard and it is the week before Halloween and it is completely white in my backyard. <laughs> like We had a giant snowstorm yesterday, which doesn't typically happen this early in the year. So my son is thrilled. He can't wait to go skiing. And I, on the other hand, am feeling a little concerned about the kind of winter that we're going to have. So today, what I wanted to talk with you guys about is it's going to be a two-part episode. As I was preparing the notes and the outline, I realized, oh my gosh, this is a lot of information. And I want to make sure that I give it to you in a way that makes it simple so that you can grab all of the nuggets. So what I decided to do is break it into two parts. So today we're going to talk about part one, where I'm going to identify four mental time sucks for you. And then next week I'll finish up the episode with an additional four time sucks. So the reason that I decided to do this episode is that the concept of time wasting that we do by being in our own heads and negotiating with our own mind is something that I don't think most people consider as an actual time waste. But that mental chatter really does suck your time and your mental and emotional energy. So as I've worked with hundreds of women at this point in their pursuit of working less, I've identified eight mental time sucks And that's what I'm going to share with you today. So today I'm going to share the first four and the next week I'll share the second four. And these mental negotiations really suck our time, our mental and emotional energy. So when you're going after like going Marie Kondo on your work hours and you're really figuring out how to constrain your time and get all the things that you want done, what is most likely to happen is that you're going to have to reconcile and overcome these eight time sucks if it's something that you notice happens for you. But you first have to know if these are actually even happening before you can go and change them. So that's what today's podcast is all about, is an awareness of the mental time suck that is wasting your time, four of those, and next week again, the other four. So what we're talking about today is really something that happens most often internally inside our own minds. And I remember when I first discovered the idea of mental negotiation, it was when I was trying to stop drinking wine. And I remember all of the chatter that went on in my head about whether I should have a drink or not. And if I did, how many, and the justifications that I would offer myself. And I was so tired of it. It was just so draining. And this is really the reason why I stopped drinking And I do have an occasional drink, but primarily I do not drink any forms of alcohol anymore. 
I remember running one morning, running up and I live on a hill. And so the hill is always a beast. doesn't matter what day it is. It just is always a beast. But I remember running up the hill and telling myself like, this is ridiculous. I felt like crap because I had wine the night before. And I remember saying to myself, Neil, if we are still having this conversation, and yes, I talked to myself this way, one year from now, I'm going to be so pissed at us. And what I decided was this has got to stop because the mental juice that I was using and the chatter that I was having there was preventing me from being able to do some of the other things that I wanted in my life. And so what I want to point out to you is if you have any of this mental chatter negotiation going on in these four things that I'm going to identify for you today, it really is preventing you from working less and from getting all the things that you want done. So my goal for this episode is that you just become aware of how much time these are sucking up from your life and your brain, and then you make a conscious decision to end the mental negotiation so that you can just get back to the work of your business and your life. Now, here's the other thing that I want you to know. You are working the number of hours that you're working right now because you think That is how long it takes you to get all the things done. And what I want to help you shift to is to become the woman who can get it all done, but in fewer hours. I don't think I've said this on the show before, but my current mission in my business is really to help save 1 million work hours for entrepreneur moms. Now, just saying it out loud makes me so excited. I want you to think about what we could do as women with 1 million hours back in our pockets. We are amazing as women collectively and the impact that we would open ourselves up to making not only for ourselves, but for our kids and our families and our world is huge. So that is my mission. That's what I'm trying to do and help you with on the podcast. And I've heard from a few of you. I asked for what other things you guys want to hear about on the show. And some of you have emailed me. Thank you so much. Those shows are now going to be in production for the topics that you requested. If you have an idea, send it my way. Just email me at neil at neilwilliams.com. So let's dive into these. Now I've talked about most of them on the show before, and I'll dive deeper into the ones that I haven't talked about in future episodes, but here's what's important. If you want to become the woman who with a six or seven figure business who works maybe 20 to 30 hours per week, you'll need to learn how to master these time wasters, these mental negotiations, because the fewer hours that you work, the more important it becomes that you be your most productive self with your most productive brain in those hours. You take away the luxury of wasting time on things like these mental negotiations, these mental time sucks. You simply don't have the time to waste. And I think that's exactly why I was able to create the business success that I wanted for myself so fast in just a 25 hour work week, because I didn't give myself the luxury of extra hours to waste. I had to figure out how to get it done in a very succinct amount of time. And I did that. Now I look back and I think what a gift it is to me now that I did figure it out. And here's my offering to you. The same gift is available for you to give to your future self as well. All right, here we go. Are you ready? We're going to talk about four of these mental time sucks. The first one is procrastination. Now you might've guessed that you might know some of these. 
This one's pretty obvious, right? But I don't know if most people recognize this as a mental time suck as much as something they do. And so I wanted to make that distinction on the show today and bring this one up. Now, if you want to take a deeper dive into this one, you can check out episode number five called procrastination debt. Here is the problem with procrastination. It robs you of your future time. So you literally indebt your future time to things you could have just handled today or this week. Imagine that you do this for a project that has a deadline of four weeks from now. Let's say you have on your schedule to do part one of the project today, and it's a one hour time bank that you've given yourself to complete that part. But you listen to your brain when it tells you that you have plenty of time and can just do it later. And so you add this hour to tomorrow or to next week. You just punt it. Now, if you do this even five times a week, maybe one time per day with a one hour activity, you have already guaranteed next week you has to work five hours more to make up for it. Now, eventually it all catches up with you. This perpetuates the overworking cycle. Also, I want you to think about the brain juice that you use up when you're on the verge or you have maybe the urge to procrastinate. You maybe tell yourself that you don't want to do it right now, but you should want to, or you have a story in your mind that justifies your decision for why you shouldn't be doing it right now. Maybe you think you're tired or you can just do it later, or nobody will really know if you do it today versus you doing it next week. So this story that's going on in your mind as you're contemplating the decision to procrastinate or not wastes energy up front in the making of the decision to procrastinate. And yes, you do make a decision to procrastinate or not. That is something that you get to own. And then you end up wasting mental energy on the back end because if you do decide to procrastinate, what happens for you in your own mind? What do you say to yourself? You probably tell yourself something like, I just never follow through. I'm just a procrastinator. And then you might feel guilty and be telling yourself that you should have done dot, dot, dot. And then because of that, you don't even get to relax in your non-work hours because your work brain is still engaged and obsessing on the thing that you didn't get done that you told yourself that you would get done. Do you see the mental suck that happens in this type of behavior? So not only are you indebting yourself to your future time, you're basically robbing your future hours from yourself. And this adds up very quickly. And it's part of the reason why even right now, if you look at what you, what's on your to-do list, look at it and ask yourself how many of these things are because I procrastinated on them in the past. So not only do you have that effect happening, but you also have the mental chatter that's going on as you're making the decision to not do the thing that you said you were going to do to punt it to next week and how you might even make it work like where you would put it in your calendar next week, like you're strategizing about it and you're using up time you could have just been using to do the thing in the first place. So here is my favorite antidote to the mental negotiation of procrastination is reminding myself, I do this for myself and this has worked really well for a lot of my clients, that doing that thing right now is easier than doing it later. 
How is that true? Do you see how that's true? Can you find the truth in that? If you can, this can be the thing that helps you overcome your urge to procrastinate and to eliminate the chatter that you have around it in your own mind. I want you to think about the brain space that you save by eliminating that mental chatter. Okay, so that's the first mental time suck is procrastination. I think you can see how the story in your mind wastes your energy and your time. And not only that, but from the other episode, you can dive into that one too, that I talked about procrastination debt. You really do rob future time from yourself in that behavior. Okay. Time suck number two, mental time suck number two is distraction. So I talked about distraction also in episode number 12 called becoming undistractable. But distraction is also one of those activities that robs you of your time. If you distract for even one hour a day, you get one hour less of work done. Now, what happens is you spend this one hour, right? It's going to go by, but you actually spend it on nothing. There is nothing to show for it. And then future you gets to pay the price for that. And so what happens is this adds up really quickly as well. And I want you to consider this question. How much of your overworking right now, today, this week, is the result of past you deciding or engaging in distraction? That might be something that you want to consider. And I also want you to think about the mental time suck for this one. Distraction happens in your mind first. And what happens is you change your focus from one thing to another. So for example, you switch from maybe writing that email to your list or creating your new lead magnet, and instead you go check Instagram or you go to Slack to respond to a message there, or maybe even you get up and go get a snack. There is an energy leak that happens in the switching of focus. It takes your brain a second to catch up and refocus. And if you do this often, you're unnecessarily wasting your mental energy and time. And you're probably also telling yourself a story when you're distracting that, oh, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but I'll just check this for five minutes. I'll just get on Instagram and see real quick what's happening. And then I'll get back to work. Right. And then you wonder why at the end of the hour that you had blocked off to do something, you didn't actually get it done because you weren't spending that hour focusing. You distracted Now, here is what a super interesting statistic is that I just found in a study that I was reading. The average person distracts about 25% of the time. And every 40 seconds, you have the urge to distract when you're working on a computer, which is most likely everyone who's listening to the show today, right? So when you do this, if you're after 40 seconds of focus time, you're distracting You lose out on the productivity that you would have had if you would have stayed focused past the 40 seconds. That is a huge time suck. And remember why this is a mental time suck is because distraction happens in your mind. It's you deciding in your mind to change your focus from the thing that you were working on to something else. So distraction is definitely a time suck. And then I want you to think about like the story that you tell yourself. Oftentimes, this is what I see happening. People block off an hour to get something done, which is exactly what I would want them to do. But because they're not staying focused, because they're distracting in that time, 
they prove it to themselves to be true that they can't get things done in the time that they set aside for themselves. And then you just perpetuate this idea that you can't get enough done. And that story runs around in your brain over and over and over, and you keep making it true. So distraction does not serve you. It is again, one of those things that happens internally that is producing the result in your life and in your day of not getting things done in the time that you want or spending more time working more than you want. Okay. Mental time suck. Number three, perfectionism. Did you know that I was going to talk about this one? This is definitely on the list because you were probably like me. You were very high achieving type a female and perfectionism might be something that has been a part of your life. I know for sure it was me. Like even from my earliest childhood memories, I remember my sister calling me little miss perfect all the time. And I realized that I had adopted that like as a badge of honor, like, well, yeah, of course I am. Like I do everything that I say that I'm going to do. I go after my goals. I achieve them, all of that. Right? So what is the problem with perfectionism? So many of you listening might identify as a perfectionist, just like I did. What's so funny about it is that it's not really attainable except in our minds. We trick ourselves into thinking that it is. So what if we're trying to perfect something, we get it to a certain state and we're like, okay, it's perfect. (laughs) But the only reason that it's perfect is because we've decided that in that state, in that form, it's perfect. So this happens inside your own mind, right? And the problem with this is it does waste time. We spend more hours trying to perfect the thing before we put it out into the world. Now, most often we do this because we think it's like a shield, like it safeguards us from other people's opinions. If I make sure there aren't any typos, nobody will comment negatively on it. Might be the story that's in your mind. And you might be thinking that if I get it just right, then everybody will love it. Nobody will have anything negative to say. We try to make it fail-proof in terms of preventing comments and opinions and judgments from other people. But the result really is that we end up wasting time and we don't get it out into the world where it can help people as quickly, which is probably, I would guess, the point of the thing in the first place, right? Now, you've probably likely heard this phrase, done is better than perfect. It gets tossed around a lot and I do buy into it. But here's the one distinction that I want to make sure that I make. I don't interpret this to mean that I put low quality work out into the world either. And I don't think that has to be true for you either. You can put high quality work into the world and still have it done faster than focusing on it being perfect. So the question you might ask yourself is, does this fulfill its purpose in its current state? Is doing any more editing or making any more revisions really going to change the experience of it for my client or for my student or whoever the end user is? Would it be better if she just had this right now in her hands and could use it versus me spending more time on it? Now, if you want to spend more time on it, ask yourself why and make sure that you like your answer and that it's not coming from a space, a mental space of trying to protect yourself from other people's potentially negative comments. What happens with negative comments so often for perfectionists 
and type A high achieving people is that we internalize them to mean something about us. And so what happens is you think about the story that you're telling yourself in your head when you're trying to make something perfect. You end up questioning yourself and telling yourself maybe that it's not good enough, that maybe, ooh, I saw a competitor's version of this or something they did and it was so amazing. I need to make mine better. You think that you're like missing something. If this is a story that's going on in your mind, it's just not useful. It's not helping you actually make the thing better. Number one it's just staying you in the contemplation phase of how it should be better, but it's not. (laughs) And you end up spending way more of your mental and emotional energy and your time getting caught up and focused on the wrong thing. When you're focused on you and your own story about the work that you're putting in the world, you've lost the plot because for most of you listening to this show, The work you're doing as an entrepreneur is to help other people. It's to help your clients and your students that they are the point, right? Not in how you think about the thing that you're putting out into the world and what your maybe worry is that other people might think about it. So this is where the real time suck occurs in the story that you might be telling yourself in your own mind about the thing and what other people might say about it, how they might judge about it. And so what happens is we think if we just spend more time that somehow we're going to prevent that from happening. I've got a newsflash for you. That is not true. Spending more time is not going to prevent other people from having a judgment or a thought about what you put into the world. It just doesn't work that way. It's not going to happen. And there's no way for you to make something perfect enough to ever prevent that from happening. You cannot control what other people are going to think and feel about your work or about who you are or the business that you're doing in the world. So you might as well just give this one up. It's not useful. It drains your mental and emotional energy. And really all you do is you end up finding how you're not doing it right, or it's not good enough. Maybe you go into compare and despair. It's not useful for you and it wastes time. Okay. Mental time suck. Number four, people pleasing. (laughs) this is such a big one for so many of my clients. And also for me, I really consider myself to be a recovering people pleaser. So I know very well all about this one. And what this looks like is we kind of like modify or put ourselves like in a costume of who we think we should be or what we should say or do so that other people think and feel about us the way that we want. And This is what it looks like in terms of your time. Things that end up on your calendar that you don't really want to do because you think that you might hurt other people's feelings or if you say no, or because they won't like you if you say no. Now, I did a podcast about this exact thing uh, episode. It was called Your Schedule is a Lie Detector. You can go back and listen to that episode for more on this. But here's how else this plays out. We adjust our schedules to accommodate a client who can't make our work hours work for them. Or maybe a client wants to work with you and you're already full. Like if you have one-on-one practice and you're already full, you're worried about maybe putting them on a wait list or telling them, no, I don't have a spot for you right now. And so instead you say yes. And what happens when we have this, when we do this, we approach our businesses and we approach our time from the people pleasing place. What happens is we work more than we want, or we end up working in times that we don't want to. Then here's the mental suck that comes up. 
When you get to that day or time on your calendar and that thing is there that you put on there that you don't want to do, or that you said yes to the client for, but you're like, this is really hard. It doesn't work with my schedule for my life and my family. The story that you end up telling yourself is the suck. You might be saying things to yourself like, why did I schedule it this way? It just doesn't work for me or my family. It's so hard for me to make this work. And the time that you waste in your own heads, berating yourself for the decision that you made is sucking away your mental energy and time and your emotional energy. So it just takes your brain juice away from something that you could be thinking about, which might be about the client that you're going to be working with or the event that you said that you go to and focusing on how you want to show up or what you want to do in that. Those are the things that would actually help you or help someone else. So we focus on how we don't want to do the thing that we wish we would have said no, that we wish we wouldn't have set up the schedule like this. And now we feel stuck. And what ends up happening nine times out of 10 is that there's resentment that happens because we have resentful thinking about that. And the resentment is towards our own selves because we decided yes, when we really knew that we didn't want to do that. So people pleasing comes into play in your schedule and in your time. And if you didn't recognize that, that's part of the reason oftentimes why people are working more than they want, or they're not keeping the schedule, the work hours that they want. Maybe they want to work from nine to three so that they're home in the evenings with their kids. But then the client's like, well, I can only do an evening appointment. And so people pleasing rears its ugly head. And then you put that client in for the five o'clock time slot. And then you're like, well, why did I do that? I don't want to do that. That's my time with my family. That's the time that I want to have dinner with them. And then what happens every single time, probably this is what happens. You get to that time slot on that day and you start berating yourself. You start telling yourself how you didn't, you don't like this. You didn't want it. Why did you do it? You wish you wouldn't have. And that is the mental time suck. So people pleasing comes up in your time, even though you may not have recognized it. If it is a pattern of behavior in one area of your life, it is a pattern of behavior in all areas of your life. And it's showing up in your time too. So to recap, the first four mental time sucks that we talked about today are procrastination, distraction, perfectionism, and people pleasing. Now you might notice one or two of these in your own life, or maybe even all four. It's very common for high achieving type A women to be in the all four of these. And now my suggestion to you is that you just pick one, constrain and pick one and start working on it. And when you get traction with that one, then you can move on to tackling another one. You have plenty of time to overcome all of these. Because as you beat one, you will find that you have open space in your brain and in your calendar and you save time and get more done. And it's just a compounding effect. Now, if you want more of my help with these, you have to come check out my group program. There is an entire module in it dedicated to overcoming these time-wasting mental negotiations. And the whole point of this program is to teach you how to work less, but better so that you get more done. Now, if this is what you know that you need right now, I want you to know that we're enrolling and you can take the next step towards joining me in the program by visiting me at my website at www.neilwilliams.com and clicking on the let's get started link. Have a beautiful, unbusy week, everyone. I'll talk to you next week.